0: thinking about studying abroad in an English-speaking country, chances are you have already come across the term IELTS that is I-E-L-T-S. So what exactly do these five little letters mean and how do they affect your chance of studying overseas? Bonjour amigos, my name is Afshan and I am here to take you on a smooth, fair ride in IELTS land. So without any delay, let's get started with an overview of what IELTS land is. Why is it important to know the IELTS exam criteria? Let me explain this with an example. So just imagine that you are hosting an important client. In order to impress him, you excuse yourself and run to the kitchen. You spent about 20 minutes to prepare a delicious hot cup of tea for the client. With lots of effort and resource, finally, you offer that tea to the client. But to your surprise, He doesn't even take a sip. You must be thinking, what went wrong? Seeing your sad face, the client replies, Sorry ma'am, but I am not a tea lover. I prefer coffee instead. What? So all my efforts and time are wasted? You think to yourself, why didn't I know this before? I could have saved my time. So you see, due to the lack of proper knowledge, you can miss out crucial things although you may have spent your time on it. It's the same with IELTS exams. So here, your guest is IELTS examiner. If you are unaware of his wants, how hard you try, you will not be able to impress him. Hence, knowing the correct format and proper scoring will help you to achieve your desired band in most effective way. Okay, let's start then, shall we? So the international English language testing system is a universal way to determine your grasp over the English language if it's not your native tongue. Universities in Australia, US, UK, Ireland, Canada, New Zealand require proof of a certain level of English proficiency before they can accept you to study as an international student. IELTS is primarily used for education purposes as you know, but it may also be required for professional or immigration reasons. The exam is offered in more than 130 countries guys and in over 1000 testing locations across the world. Wow, that's like whooping numbers, (laughs) right? Making it fairly accessible for anyone who wishes to study abroad. In most cases, it is absolutely necessary to show proof of your IELTS score when applying to university programs in English-speaking countries. So, basically, there are two types of IELTS, the academic and the general training test. The format of each test varies little, slightly. So, you'll want to check with the university or the immigration office to see which test they require. Because if they require general and you have prepared for academy, then you are going to waste your money, your time and everything. And you will not get the outcome which you require from this exam. So, be sure to confirm it from the university or the immigration office. Otherwise, you may take the wrong format and it uh, end up writing this twice. So, one will be wrong and one will be right, which may be a little disappointing for you. So, do check your requirement, guys, before starting your preparation. Okay. So, the academic IELTS is geared towards people who wish to study at an institution of higher education. If you are planning on studying abroad, this is most likely to be the test you will need to take. It's valid for both graduate and undergraduate programs. But on the contrary, the IELTS general training test is for those who are going to English-speaking countries for secondary education, or work experience, or for some training programs. It is also a requirement for migration to Australia, Canada, New Zealand and UK. The test focuses on basic survival skills in broad social and workplace contexts. Okay, so now I think you must be familiar that there are two types general and academic. Before writing, please be sure to confirm from your assessment authority which one is required by you. Now let's move on to the parts of IELTS so the IELTS exam is divided into four sections corresponding to the four aspects of language learning that are reading writing listening and speaking The test begins with the listening section, which lasts for about 30 minutes, approximately. You will hear four varied recordings, encompassing a variety of accents and types of conversations. So the recordings may be from any accent. It may be British, American or any native language, and it will have conversation between one one person, between two people. Or four people it depends you will need you will then need to fill out a series of questions in response to what you have just heard so will you will hear a recording according to the recording and the question prompt you have to fill out the answers each conversation will only be played once be sure that the recordings will be played only once guys so, you have to be very vigilant while listening to the recordings. You will not get a second chance. If you miss even a single word, you will lose the marks. So, you have to be very careful. Now, briefly I'll tell you about the recording types. So, as I said, there will be four parts. So, in the first section, that is recording one, may be a conversation between two people in an uh, everyday social context for example booking a flight ticket buying or returning a product or booking a zoo uh, travel etc the second recording that is the second part the second recording that is the second part of the listening section sounds like a monologue set in an everyday social context Example, a speech about local facilities or a speech on general problem of an area, etc. The third section and third recording is a conversation between up to four people set in an educational or training context. Example, a university tutor and a student discussing an assignment or discussing how to finish a project discussing how to take a survey and so on and so forth so the fourth section of the listening task will include a recording that holds a monologue on an academic subject example a university lecture Okay, so I'll elucidate all these sections in the series of IELTS podcasts with proof methods and practice sessions. So, we will not go into the depth in this one because we are just having an overview. When we cover the listening section, we'll uh, go to the depth of the points. Okay, so the next section on the IELTS is reading, which lasts for about 60 minutes. This section is composed of authentic texts from different mediums like books, newspapers, magazines and journals. You will be asked to fill out 40 questions based on these readings. You need to note here that reading is slightly different for general and academics. So let's see how. So for general reading, the sections consist of 40 questions. A variety of question types is used in order to test wide range of reading skills. These include reading for gist, reading for main ideas, reading for detail, skimming, understanding logical argument and recognizing writer's opinion. We will be covering all this later. Okay. As far as uh, academic reading is concerned, it consists of 40 questions as well. The main difference is that the academic reading test includes Three long tests which range from the descriptive and factual to discursive and analytical. That is, as you move on to the passages, the difficulty level will increase slightly. So, passage 1 will be the easiest one, whereas passage 3 will be slightly difficult when compared to passage 1 and the tone will be academic, that is formal. In general, it will be a general topic, so you don't have to be very formal but academic is totally a formal tone. Okay. These have been selected from non-specialist audience, but are appropriate for people entering university courses or seeking professional registration. The third section is writing in IELTS, which is split again into two modules for both general and academics. The academic writing section includes two tasks topics are suitable for test takers entering undergraduate and postgraduate studies or seeking professional registration so in task 1 you will be presented with a graph or a table or chart or diagram or maps and asked to describe or summarize or explain the information in your own words Okay, so all these type of forms, drafts, and charts will be presented. They will have some data. You have to gather the main points and explain those main points in your own words. Okay, so you may be asked to describe and explain data or the stages of a process like recycling process or how something works. Like working of a washing machine or describe an object or event. Okay. To be frank, anything and everything in the form of diagrams and charts will be presented, guys. So, but uh, don't worry. I'll try making them canny for you when we do our writing series. Okay. So, moving on. In task 2, you will be asked to write an essay in response to a point of view. So, what is your opinion or what, uh, what is others opinion? Uh, there may be an argument, problem solution questions or there may be advantages and disadvantages type of questions. Responses to both tasks must be in a formal style. Okay, So in academic, task 1 and task 2 should be in a formal tone. On the other hand general training writing section includes two tasks which are based on topics of general interest okay so for task one you will be presented with a situation and asked to write a letter requesting information or explaining the situation so uh, you can uh, you can you can ask a university about the criteria for your admission that is the request or if you are asking for leave, you can write a letter for leave application and explain the situation. So the letter may be personal, semi-formal or formal in style. Okay. So in my opinion, this section will definitely take you back to your school days when writing leave letters was so lethargic experience for all of us. Whenever we took leave, we had to provide a letter of leave. And that was very disastrous, at least for me, because I didn't like writing them. So you have to practice that. Okay, jokes apart. Next in task 2, you will be asked to write an essay in response to a point of view, argument, or problem, same as academics. The essay can be slightly more personal in style compared to an academic writing test. Okay. And the final section in IELTS exam is your speaking and also the most intriguing one too. Because I have seen many candidates who finish listening, reading and writing, but uh, tend to have a full stop when it comes to speaking. Okay, so we'll work on that too. For the speaking section, you'll need to do a series of recordings that will total between 11 and 14 minutes. Well, not actually recording. You have to speak for minimum of 11 to 14 minutes because it will be spontaneous. You will have face-to-face conversation with the examiner. In other three parts, you will have computer-based or paper-based, whichever you prefer, whichever you are comfortable in you have to take that if you are comfortable in typing please go for the computer-based exams and if you prefer and feel comfortable and writing in paper and pen then go for that so both exams will be same only the mode of writing will be different so whenever you practice Please practice in the format which you feel is uh, comfortable for you. So if you are uh, trying to write your IELTS exam for computer, work on your computer only. Don't practice in your paper pen and then go for exam on computer based because that will become very difficult for you. Alright. So practice in which form you are going to write your exams. Okay. Back to the speaking section. IELTS user, uh, uses real people in quiet rooms to test speaking unlike an algorithm and IELTS examiner will be able to make you feel relaxed and confident and also sometimes uh, very excited because you will be having a face-to-face conversation. So there are three parts to the IELTS speaking section. The part one. So, the part 1, the examiner will ask you general questions about yourself and a range of familiar topics such as introduce yourself or uh, ask about your home, your family, work, studies and your personal interests. So, this part lasts between 4 and 5 minutes. So, it's more like a personal interview where the examiner tries to know you better and make you comfortable in the space for the next two parts. Then the part two of speaking deals with a cue card that is you will get a card which asks you to talk about a particular topic. So on the card you will have a topic and three or four bullet points. You have to speak on that. You will have one minute to prepare before speaking for up to two minutes. So after receiving the card, the examiner will give you 60 seconds to prepare okay in 60 seconds you have to prepare what you are going to speak and after one minute you have to speak for two minutes at least until the examiner stops you the examiner will then ask one or two questions on the same topic to finish this part of the test so it will be related to the question on the cue card this section 2 focuses on your experience and draws your personal opinion so everything will be Uh, about your opinion and your experiences but on the contrary part three is more of general conversation here you will be asked further questions connected to the topic in part two but these questions will give you the opportunity to discuss more abstract ideas and issues okay it will not be your personal opinion but generally what people think about that topic Okay, so this part of the test lasts between 4 and 5 minutes and it will have 3 to 4 questions at least. So once you are done with the speaking, you can just run out the door shouting in relief. Okay, yeah, I finished my IELTS. Just kidding guys, don't try it for real. But yeah, once you are done with all the parts, you definitely need to take a deep breath. Okay. Okay. So now we have went uh, through all the four sections that is uh, listening, reading, writing, and speaking. So now that you know the parts of the IELTS, you must be wondering how they are scored. So let me tell you, take you through the band descriptor, which basically has four marking criteria for each part. Okay, for reading, writing, listening, and speaking. I'm also attaching the PDF for the same so that you can go through it in your free time. All right. It's very important that you know the criteria of scoring because it will help you in your preparation. Anyone taking the IELTS exam will be given an overall band between 1 and 9. So the 9 being the ex- expert user and 0 being not attempting the test or 1 being the non-user, so 9 is the highest point, so 9, 8, 7, 6 until 0, so 9 is expert user, 8 is very good user, 7 is a good one, 6 is competent, 5 is modest user, 4 is limited user, that is uh, he has just average knowledge of the language, 3 extremely user, that is okay, he is just learning, 2 is intermittent user, that is very low level, okay. So, writing is accessed against four main criteria. It is lexical resource, that is your vocabulary. Okay. uh, How well you have the command over your vocabulary. The more you use fancy words in your writing, the more band score will be given. Because one criteria is lexical resource. 25% weightage of total marks is. Uh, diverted towards this so you need to practice your vocabulary for writing as well as speaking it is also important in speaking but more than speaking you have to use fancy vocabulary in your task 1 and task 2 to show the command over your language the next one is grammar range and accuracy so what's grammar range all the grammatical mistakes Okay, all the grammar, that is your use of preposition, your use of punctuation, your use of articles, they have to be appropriate and apt on the task. If there are any grammatical mistakes, your band will reduce because this also has 25% weightage. Accuracy means the punctuation, the smellings, the lower, lowercase and uppercase all small minute details are recorded by the examiners. So, you have to be very vigilant and avoid all such silly mistakes. The Spelling mistakes, the article preposition mistakes, also your lower and upper cases. The next is task achievement. So, in writing, you have to answer related to your question. So, this is task achievement task achievement means whatever the question is so if the question is give your opinion discuss both the views and give your opinion and you have only discussed the view and not given your opinion your score decrease to 6 or 7 or 6.5 okay so you have to answer each and every part of the question prompt you have to discuss both the views and also give your opinion if you miss any one also, your band score will reduce. The last one is cohesion and co- coherence. So what is cohesion and coherence? The flow of your sentences, the flow of your con- connecting words in a proper way. That is called cohesion. Whenever you write, it should be interrelated. Each sentence should be interrelated and clearly expressing whatever they want to express if there is uh, wrong connectors included or if there are wrong punctuation then your cohesion will be disturbed and you will lose marks so these are the four areas uh, where the marking has been done each section has 25 percent weightage so first one is lexical resources your vocabulary next is your grammar range your grammatical accuracy Third is the task achievement and then cohesion and coherence. For listening and reading tasks, there are 40 marks for each section and speaking is as assessed again the following criteria. That is speaking is done on the four criteria. Each criteria has 25 percentage weightage again. So first one is pronunciation. So how well you pronounce your words that is being observed by the examiner. So, it doesn't matter whether you speak in a native accent or foreign accent. Accent is not a problem, but the proper pronunciation of the words are very important. Then as writing, here also you have to be grammatically accurate. Lexical resource, the same. You have to use different vocabulary, don't repeat the words, don't repeat the questions. You have to use synonyms of each word. Hence, increasing your vocabulary the last one is fluency the more fluent you are the better your score goes each language skill that is reading writing listening and speaking has equal weight. so if you score a six for each skill that would be your overall band score If you scored a 5.5 for listening and speaking and then a 6 for both reading and writing, your overall average would be uh, 5.75 or you can say 5.5. This number is then rounded up to a band 6 because it's 5.5 and above, it will be rounded to 6. Whereas if it's 5.45, you will be rounded to the lower one that is 5. Okay, so scores are always rounded up to the nearest 0.5 of grade band. So, 5.25 would be rounded up to 5.5 but 5.1 would be rounded to 5. So, most universities require that you score a minimum of 6 on the IELTS to be considered for admittance. Results of the test are valid for I think almost uh, 2 years but it depends on your authorities. Okay, guys. So, I think now you are clear on the criterias and the sections. Now that you are familiar with the IELTS exam criteria and scores, you must be wondering how to crack this mountain of workload. Well, take a chill pill guys. When I am here, no need to fear. In the next coming episodes of this podcast, we will deal with all the monsters of IELTS in a systematic and strategic way. One more thing I would like to add here, guys, is that it is very helpful to increase your vocabularies for IELTS exam as you are expected to show your command over the language. Okay, so you have to uh, know many fancy words used in the English language. You need to have a good hold on these areas each episode you will have some worksheets in order to improve your language it may be vocab or grammar or other part of speech okay like prepositions or articles or the use of is are etc so i'll have attached an url link in the description box so that you can work out those worksheets in your free time okay just look at the questions learn the vocab and then fill it up or learn the part of the speeches and just fill it up okay any form of worksheet will be given on the particular topics so i'll teach you in each episode which worksheet numbers you have to do so that you are relate them to your learning for this week you need to solve worksheet number one and two from the url link okay worksheet number one and two okay these are based on vocab and prepositions The first worksheet will be of vocab. You have to learn the vocab and then fill in the blanks with the appropriate word. And the second will be preposition. Okay, you have to learn the preposition and fill in the blanks with appropriate word. Okay, each episode will have some homework in order to keep you in the loop and learn the language in depth because as I said, practice makes a man perfect. So stay with me for a wonderful practice field ride in this IELTS train. Please go through the band descriptor also which I have attached in the link itself where the worksheets are uploaded so that you will understand the criteria for higher score. In the next episode, we will jump into the listening coach of this tree. If you want to succeed in your IELTS dream, please subscribe, share and review my podcast to keep yourself updated with the next show. And guys if you want your works to be evaluated like your writing task or your speaking audios and answers for your worksheets which you have done you can send them to my email ID which I have given in the description box so when you send them to me I will correct it I will evaluate it and tell you the approximate band which can be achieved from the writing you have given and the audio you have spoke and answer back to you with the same email id okay so if you want to be evaluated please send it to the email id which has been given in the description box okay so until then keep doing please practice the worksheets which has been given keep learning keep thriving okay bye amigos